in terms of society and how people described it, looked at it, perceived it, do you feel like it was looked at as a partnership victory? Short of drowning, you had to make, you had to swim, right? So how are you going to swim? So we found out the hard way who our friends were, yeah. for sure. I mean, yeah. they just like started dropping off in every direction. Yeah. We're too myopic in the way that we applaud and acknowledge and all of that. I think it's financial success, career success, while value could be equally being created by raising beautiful kids. We didn't keep going back to it and saying, okay, so this is not working, just let it slide, no. Instead, I think we just came back and said, no, I think we need to put in even more effort. We tend to take certain relationships for granted as well. And uh, I think at times it becomes important to start really tuning into people who are closest to us and their needs and uh, you know what they care for. Mothers do that. You give your time, energy, effort, and then you know when it's time to kind of receive, uh, it happens. I think everybody else gets busy in their own lives. Is there anything that you'd like to have changed in your granddaughter's generation for women? Hi everyone, welcome to Yellow Door Talks. I'm Sona Mahajan, a mindfulness teacher and life coach. And today I'm in conversation with Mona Parekh. Mona grew up and studied in Calcutta before moving to Mumbai for work. And she moved to the US at the early age of 21 for further studies and began her personal and professional life in the US. She's a trained interior designer with experience in the retail sector. And she's been actively involved with the nonprofit Gramshri in Ahmedabad. And Jayesh Parikh has the privilege of calling Mona his wife. Join me in conversation with Mona. Mona, welcome to Yellow Door Talks. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. I'm really excited about this conversation today. Jayesh and I have, uh, you know, in parallel, we're going through a series of conversations and it's been very meaningful. But to be able to have this chance to speak with you, your independent journey and your journey in partnership with Jayesh is very, very special. So thank you thank so you. much. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is probably my very first time ever. Yeah. I've never even done this for any of my Young Living uh, meetings or anything at all and uh, I'm holding on to my oil. <laughs> I need the courage. No, thank you so much. Really, I, I think this conversation means a lot to me uh, because the way I see it, and this is something I've spoken to Jayesh about as well, is that the success that we see with him, for me, at least 50% of it is you. and. I feel, uh, you know, as a society, we tend to miss that underrated value that a partner plays, uh, you know, in, in, in making that success that we see on the front happen. Um, it goes acknowledged at, unacknowledged at times. And I think for me, I really was looking forward to speaking with you about, you know, how did you see that happen? What, were, what did you kind of have to work through to see that combined success? manifest or come through. So look forward to hearing from you on that. Sure. Well, um, I would say that I learned this, um, you know, from my parents, where uh, I've always seen my mom be there for my dad, yeah. because his business was always at home. And uh, so growing up, that's what we have always seen, that 
mom's there yeah. handling us, handling a home at yeah. the same time, helping him out with the business. Because yeah. it was a sole proprietor, so it was like it was just him. He didn't have like, you know, brothers and, you know, family or parents or anybody that was in the business with him. So it was yeah. just mom and him. Mm-hmm. So when we came to this junction where where we had to decide for ourselves that yeah. uh, do we want to go into um, you know start something on our own or do we still want to continue working for IBM yeah and so that was a decision that we made that okay uh, you know we're gonna don't want to you know go on that path we want to do something on our own but it came with a lot of um, I want to say um, changes in my life for sure yeah. where uh, you know where that four and a half years of expat life suddenly turned completely the other direction yeah. and you had to you know like literally cut off in every aspect the first mm-hmm. thing we did was we took the children out of the international school put them into the local school system we had to cut expense at every level mm. um, I mean my children and I didn't go on any vacation for four years um, stress built up to absolute unforeseen levels yeah. um, there would be you know fights of mm. course mm. because uh, you know he is stressed because he's got to make ends meet to provide for the family while on the other hand I'm like okay I've got to deal with the kids I've got to deal with other issues and uh, you know also make sure that you know I'm helping him out yeah. you know I started working with him in the business that we started yeah. and uh, so it's like you get pulled in a lot of different directions right. yeah. and um, so yes there's a lot of giving yes. a lot of giving yeah. and it takes a toll on your health as well yeah. and it's a lot uh, you know just perhaps taking a step back you mentioned this is perhaps something that you have seen modeled as you were growing up yes. and that stayed with you tell me a little bit about you know what what was it like before marriage how did things change and even in terms of because you you've had a profession of your own uh, you know you went to the US to study how did all of that how did you kind of make sense of that new life post marriage and then of course we'll get into some of what you've just mentioned there well when before marriage i was working for an interior design firm yeah. um then i went to the us you know started studying at uh, brooks college again continuing with my interior design um you know studies right. and then worked at an interior design firm in austin and uh, then marriage happened we moved from austin to houston and then you know almost, i think it's 8 9 years later we yeah. moved to singapore So all that time I was working before we moved to Singapore. Now you come yeah. to Singapore, you obviously you don't have the permit to work. Right. So then you just become a homemaker. Yeah. Which wasn't bad. I mean, let me assure you I had a wonderful time because I got the opportunity to, you know, volunteer at the school, at the children's school. Yeah. Um see my son grow, which, yeah. you know, was a wonderful time. Yeah. Freya was 4 when we moved to Singapore, so, you know, watched her through kindergarten and, you know, first grade and so on. um but then yes things changed yeah so that was a good life sure so and, and you and i hear you know the whether it was the move from the us to singapore and at that time people didn't know what where singapore was and it was a very new kind yeah. of place to kind of you know come and live in and build a life in 
how do you see yourself together having taken the risks that you did do you feel you already had that risk taking capability or you kind of just put yourself in it and you went with it well i think the biggest risk i took was going to the united states in the first yes. place yes. i mean i actually turned 21 i think a day or two after i landed in the united states yeah and that was like unheard of unforeseen it was just like wasn't a done thing in our community or anybody that i knew mm-hmm. who just like pick her bags and say okay i'm going and you know it was my mom who was very uh, liberal and said sure go and at the back of her mind she said okay this kid is going to come back so just let her go she'll be back yeah my dad had no idea that i was going and i was like going for good and never coming back yeah so yes there were situations where um you know the culture shock that i got when i came to the us and um the people and it was like well i don't think i can survive here this yeah. is not me yeah but then at that the back of my head was no mona you left it you left india yeah you were the one who wanted to come here yeah. now you're just going to have to you know just fight the pill and just yeah. make a go of it whatever it takes yeah and so that is when i used to call jay and i said i'm what am i supposed to do yeah. you know because he was in austin i was in california yeah and he says well you decided to do it your choice yeah. you know so i said okay fine you know swallow it and mm-hmm. go for it so i did and then that's where i am so i think that was my biggest risk that i took right yeah. because the second risk was marrying him of course <laughs> i mean you know, this space uh, yeah so okay so so that seems like this is perhaps something that you were comfortable with in a way having done it previously it was it scary for you in any manner it was yeah it was horribly scary because singapore is not a cheap place yeah and with no income coming in mm. and all the expenses that you foresee sure we found out the hard way who our friends were yeah. for sure i mean yeah. they just like started dropping off in every direction yeah. um but yeah we were there i mean yeah. uh i guess you know when you say that we just have to make it work yeah because short of drowning you had to make you had to swim right yeah. so how are you going to swim so this was whatever it takes right is it uh, tell me a little bit more about you know what it what it was how many years was this so both of you were not working this is the time when jayesh had made his switch to exploring the entrepreneurial journey mm-hmm. uh, tell me a little bit more about what the circumstances were and then you know kind of how did you guys make your way through that and i and i can already hear that it was a difficult journey yeah. yeah i wouldn't wish this on anybody i mean not even on my worst enemy i mean i'd say that make sure you have a pot of gold tucked away somewhere <laughs> or you have your parents or your uncle or whoever it is to support you through this yeah. or one spouse should have a job mm. because with no income it is really really tough but um it's it was i want to say good 6 6 7 years okay um yeah it was and then of course like short of like going out to look for a job right. i said why not help him in the business that he's starting yeah because yeah. then it's like you know you're there you know you're not having to go somewhere else and help somebody else mm-hmm. you know you're helping your own uh you know company correct and so that's how i got involved with frontier technologies right and um uh, that's when i learned how to use a computer didn't have a clue wow so you were 
you know contributing in that sense to the company and this was also the time when the kids were how old were the kids daughter was 8 and a half okay my son was i think just about turning yeah. short of 4 i guess so okay something like that yeah yeah and this is this is tough right i think for for a lot of people getting on this path you know with the families it's teamwork and it's that partnership that needs to come together to make it work there's no other way yeah, how no did uh, how did you do it if you could just share a little bit about you know how did you overcome some of the challenges if you could talk about even the challenges with the kids what did it look like well for my daughter when we moved her from the international school to the local school um, the conversation that we had with her was uh, you don't have an option mm. you're just going to have to make a go of it yeah. you know it might take a while to make friends yeah. but there is no option like you can't come a week later and say that okay I'm I want to go back to the american school and not that mm. that option doesn't exist yeah. and she was wonderful i mean she managed whatever it took you know she did it and um uh, she needed to do a you know second language and so we had to enroll her in the mm. gujarati school so that was the tough part where you know learning gujarati from the third grade where you should have been learning it from kindergarten yeah so there was that extra help that i gave her you know learning the alphabets and you know getting to it um which actually helped her also yeah. because when she eventually moved to india hmm. and knowing the gujarati language uh, the alphabets right. you know we, i just taught her the hindi alphabets yeah. and it's pretty much she just kind of like built on that so that actually worked as a great boon for her but for my son on the other hand trying to get him to learn a second language was a huge thing mm. um he was all the time for fun and games um just wanted to play so he even attended gujarati school just so that he could have the break time to play with the kids okay. um yeah. of course um the hard part was um you know finding out his learning um you know shortcomings and you know how we had to overcome that um so that was um, another journey on its mm-hmm. own um stress level at that time is super high mm-hmm. uh, at least for me it was yeah. and uh, of course i ended up getting ulcers and what have you so yeah. that was another thing um but i guess we just it, yeah yeah <laughs> got on with it yeah that's all what was your day like cuz it seems that you were juggling quite a bit with work supporting you know as you could yeah. and then managing everything with the home and kids so once the kids went to school mm. was when i went into the office and then i would leave by about 4 mm. in time when the kids had to be picked up from the bus stop or wherever it was right. and then was just with the children and yeah. then at night it was like if he needed anything else to be done or any errands to be run or whatever then we kind of sort of fitted that in but um yeah it was it, it was definitely a juggle but you knew that you had to do it there yeah. was no choice i mean it wasn't like what i told my daughter it was the same way with us and yeah. there was no choice we had to make it work and what kind of coping mechanisms does one bring forth because again you just like you said you just have to make it happen and then the stress levels are high you see it manifesting in the body uh was there anything that you felt you tapped into that helped you know see you through those 6 7 years is not less but it's yeah. I've seen my mom do it. Mm. Um we have done it twice before, mm. you know, where uh literally when they say 
U.S. is your place for you know realizing your dreams. It, it, yes, definitely living in the U.S. is easier because with your one paycheck, you can still manage to uh, you know get a roof over your head. You still can still manage to get a little bit here and there. And uh, so we've been through that before. Yeah. So here it was again going back to that where okay, how can you? cut down in every direction right and you cut down I mean you just say fine okay I'm not going on vacation I'm not going on vacation you know and that's it it's not like again you're going to like worry 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 yes you are going to worry but you're not going to say it's not the end of the world if you don't go on vacation yeah okay now if you don't go out to a dinner and you don't go out to a movie it's not the end of the world because you hope that again it'll come around like how we did the first two times yeah. that things will come around and it'll be you know better better life yeah so that thought process was there that i want to make this happen against the odds and that letting go of vacations letting go of that lifestyle mm-hmm. though not easy i think was something that at some le- level you were okay to let go of to take that shot yes at at things Mona, you spoke about you know this. There is a price paid for for these decisions that you all took, whether it was in terms of lifestyle, kids' lifestyles. How does one know? And this is again from a, from the perspective of those who are on this path. How did you think through? How far should one go? Because when you're on that path, you don't know when something may click or may not click at all. So how did you all think about that? Well, I guess you have. One is you the trust that you have in each other. Yeah. Um, we had um, his very um, dear friend Pradeep who yeah. uh, helped us out initially. Yeah. You know, by giving us office space and right. you know helping us be there for moral support in every which way. Yeah. Um, his partner at IBM, uh, Balwan, mm. joined him also in this business on the entrepreneurial journey and so the comfort zone was there where you knew that these people were there and um, at the same time um, yes it is your journey at the end of it right Um, but yes I know that he's okay the back of my mind okay let's put it this way if things just didn't work out yeah we could always pack our bags and say okay we're going back to the US mm-hmm. and IBM would be happy to take him back yeah all right and he's had so many years of experience at IBM so I was sure that that was there at the back yeah but we didn't keep going back to it and say okay so this is not working just let it slide no instead I think we just came back and said no, I think we need to put in even more effort and I think a little more effort into it and I think that's how it just kind of way and of course let's face it we're both very blessed I mean from where I have come I'm not saying that I came from you know uh, humble beginnings but at the same time my parents have never indulged us in any which way never Mm. I could I still remember where, you know, we had started off with one rupee as our pocket money and then it ended up with five rupees as your pocket money and mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, come on mom, 
where is this five rupees going to take me, you know? And she said, well, you get everything at home, what do you need? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, my friends get to buy things at the tuck shop in the yeah. school. Mm -hmm. I'd like to do that too. Right. And she said, no, you've got to learn the value of the money. So I guess maybe some part of it still makes me feel that I ha I'm in that poverty mentality zone where I always think that I have to save for a rainy day. Mm. I If I get $1,000, I am not going to blow it up. No, yeah. I'll be the one who like, okay, put it away. Yeah. End of story. Mm. Um, we have these constant you know, fights where he says, why don't you fly business class? And I'm like, no, I don't see any reason why I should. Yeah. I mean, I'm not getting off the plane and going to a meeting, mm. so I'm okay. And I sleep. I mean, I never slept on the planes early. I was like mm. wide awake throughout. Mm. But now I can knock off and just go to sleep and it's okay. So I'm rested anyway when I come out. And I'm like, what you would have spent that extra 6000 or 7000 yeah. the difference for business class, I take yeah. the money and I spend it. Yeah. I mean, I want to see something tangible for it. Whether it is, um, I don't know, yeah. piece of jewelry or my shopping for the whole year yeah. or something for the kids or whatever it is. Yeah. But I, I feel I need to justify where I'm spending that money. I just can't blow it off. Mm. I just can't. Yeah. So that value you feel is coming from the upbringing and that enabled in a way at a time when perhaps resources yes, were absolutely, not. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. helped at that point in time yeah. where I said, okay, it's fine. Yeah. You know, we can handle it. Yeah, and it's it's fantastic to see how some of these things come in handy. Whether it's grit, the resilience that uh, you know you need to kind of see through those times, mm -hmm. and uh, looking back, there are threats to you know having either learned it from the parents or the childhood, early early stage, like you said, moving to the U.S. So I'm, I'm sure that those threads showed up in that tough in those tough moments and enabled you all to take those steps. Uh, on the emotional side of things, and, and I can imagine, you know, kind of being at the center with work, um, supporting Jayesh's journey, professional journey, and with the kids, how does one, and this could be any partner, right? Is there anything that you felt helped? Were there any tools that you used spiritually, non-spiritually that worked at that time? No. No. It's just, just having that made that decision that you're going to swim whatever yeah. it takes yeah that yeah. was it yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that, that thought and that uh, you know kind of, that thought was your grounder yes. and you just went with with that and making yeah. that happen and i think there's uh, in in a positive way some level of stubbornness to making it happen you know in a positive way like you yeah. said that you know, when things didn't work out, it wasn't about let's go back. I think there was always this intention of let's, we need to go harder. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you. Because I'm not a, I mean, I, let's put it this way, I was not a religious person at that, per se. Yeah. But um, I do enjoy uh, bhajans, kirtans, things like that. Huh. I do enjoy if someone's having some sort of a, Katha or a prayer or something, right. I'm more than happy to attend. It has that grounding effect on mm. me. I, it, I don't know what it is about it. Maybe mm. it just helps me calm down or helps me feel that yes, there is someone up there. Yeah. And um, so that constant 
gratitude effect yeah. is there. Yes. Where literally, I mean, it may sound stupid to some people, but yeah. it's like if I enter a car park mm-hmm. and I get a parking spot, the first thing I say is, thank you, God. I don't know why, but it just automatically comes out. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful and I, I'm appreciative yeah. and I just want to send it out there mm-hmm. saying that, yes, I am grateful. Right. Um, whatever it may be, it's yeah. the first thing is that thank you comes out. Right. Like people say that you should go to the temple and ask for something so yeah. that God knows what you're asking for. And I'm like, what am I asking for? <laughs> I guess he knows what I, I should have and so all I'm going to say is thank you. I mean, life is good, can't complain. Yeah. And uh, yeah. go from there. Absolutely. So it's the again. I think the the way you've described it and the w- the way I saw it as well is that the contribution is significant. Uh, how has how have people around you know once the success combined success the way I see it was achieved in terms of society and how people described it, looked at it, perceived it. Do you feel like it was looked at as a partnership victory, or were the eyes where the media goes? How did you? How do you feel about that? Um, no, it's always the person who's achieved the success. That's the person that gets all the glory, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the person who's on the side yeah. just literally gets left on the side. Mm. Um, which I'm fine with. I've never wanted to be in the limelight. Like, you know, I'm one who's like, I never want to have my photograph anywhere. I yeah. don't want to be known yeah. anywhere. It's I'm just me and I'm yeah. happy where I am. I'm yeah. content. Um, but on the other hand, yes, I do feel that the other partner mm. does get shortchanged mm. um, to the extent that somebody needs to acknowledge it sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, maybe even, I don't know if even the children understand mm. yeah. that uh, the role that the mom played mm. in the father's success. Yeah. Because yes, they're in awe of their dad. Mm. I mean, both of them, yeah. you know, but I don't think they even realize, mm. yeah. you know, what they actually went through. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, even right? themselves. I yes. don't think they even realize that. Yeah. And this is, I think, even though it's not coming from an intention that is, you know, on purpose people want to do this, but it's so ingrained in us as a society that the eyes go there, the attention, applause, everything will go in in the direction. And uh, again, just in terms of the, you know, you work towards it as a partnership. There is 50-50 effort, 50-50 blood, sweat, tears that go in. Uh, while and then we see this all around us that we tend to miss out this tremendous value that has been created by another human being by an individual and uh, you know and this could be a husband or a wife depending on the situation but I think it becomes so important to look at that look at that value that a human being has brought to that success uh, which I feel has been missed out and which is why this conversation is meaningful for me Um, do you feel this conversation needs to be changed in any manner? What would you, you know, tell people out there in terms of just if they could shift their perspective on this? Well, I would always say that the person who's getting all the glory needs to understand that he or she could not have achieved it single-handedly. Yeah. It's, it's almost impossible. Yeah. 
Um, I've seen a lot of marriages break lately and it's really saddening because um, it's like you don't have any control over it obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean you just watch it as a bystander mm -hmm. but you really wish that there was some way that they could have you know yeah. worked it out yeah uh, and at that point in time and when this break does happen I have seen that in every one of them is the woman that has gotten shortchanged mm. because she has not been able to show that this is what I'm worth yeah um, but again at that point in time what can you do because what the spouse is worth at that point in time, I guess it just gets spit, split 50-50. Mm -hmm. But what if it's not split 50-50? Yeah. That is where I have an issue with. Yeah. You yeah. know, like you can't say, okay, I've shifted all my assets to all these different people and here, look, I go to the lawyers and say, I don't have anything. Mm -hmm. Now, how is a woman, if she's not smart enough from day one and understanding the husband's mm. business or his uh, investments and things like that, mm. she's clueless. She has no idea what the husband's worth. Mm. Then how is she supposed to get that 50%? Mm. Yeah. Right. So obviously the woman needs to take some interest in his investments, needs to know, be more aware or have um, maybe a, a bank of friend or whatever, or maybe go to the meetings, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. learn for yourself mm -hmm. that, okay, yeah. this is it, in reality, this is what it is. Right, yeah, yeah. So in terms of, uh, you know, just, just the shift that needs to happen, one is, of course, the awareness that each of, you know, whichever spouse this may be, needs to start having towards perhaps the finances and what's happening in general. Uh, but just in terms of even how we perceive success, I think the, the fact that we cannot see this hidden value and appreciate it is because we value wealth, we value fame, we value some of the stuff that is fancy on the outside. And do you feel there could be a shift there? Because we're just losing out, learning from perhaps what the journey that you just spoke about, right? How many people are leaning into that to gain from that? While one tends to, you know, want to understand how one can make the money and, you know, become, say, uh, in, in this case, Jayesh. Yeah. See, for women, yes, men are, in our culture, growing up, it was always a man that went out to work. The woman was always the homemaker, right? In our times, what could you study? Either you did home science, mm -hmm. max you might could have done commerce, you know, or otherwise if you were the really intelligent one, then you went to and did your doctorate, mm -hmm. right? You became a doctor. But th today there yeah. is so much that is out there. Yeah, I mean it is unbelievable how much is out there. Mm -hmm. So for a woman today, she has to learn to be financially independent whatever it takes. Mm. Yes, all of us are not smart enough where we can, you know, get a degree and, uh, you know, get a corporate job and be a, you know, 
high flyer and things like that. No, it's not all of us that can be that. But whatever you're good at, yeah. somehow learn to monetize it. Mm -hmm. Say, uh, you know, person that I admire is uh, Sarab Kapoor, uh, you know, the chef that everybody knows today in Singapore. Um, she did not, she wasn't where she is today when she started. Mm -hmm. But the drive in her, she's making it happen every step of the way. Mm. Um, and she's not ashamed of asking for help. Mm. Um, she's not, not um, expecting wonders to happen overnight. Yeah. But she has trudged along. And cooking was her passion. Yeah. That's what she was good at. And she has somehow monetized it. Mm. So there are people, you, you're teaching a children Heck, you can give tuitions to the other kids in the in your child's class, yeah. and you know you're teaching your your son or your daughter. You can teach two other kids or three other kids at the same time. Mm. Um, you never know where that takes you. Mm. Um, if you are good at art, give art lessons, or if you're really really very good at it, you can even start um, you know getting work commissioned. You know, and they'll give you something, and you can you know, create that. Yeah. Uh, so you don't have to mm. have a degree to be holding a corporate job and that's the only way that you can monetize yourself. Mm. You you can start somewhere else. Yeah. And, uh, like, I was good at art. I, I enjoyed that. Now, what did I think of when I moved to Bombay and I couldn't continue with my degree? Mm. I'm like, okay, fine. Where can I use my art? skills and then I went into interior design because I enjoyed that I liked it and I was great at doing my landscapes and you know my drawings and things yeah. and so I went for that and fast forward when I was in the US and you know the economy dived and so the only thing I got was related to that was in Marshall Fields at the furniture department where we had antiques carpets furniture the whole works and I said okay this is still along the line that I, uh, am, you know, have, I'm educated in, and so let's go and explore that. Yeah. So that's what I worked. Fast forward again, I ended up again into the retail work, yeah. where I'm managing departments like lingerie and things. Now, where, what does that have to do with what I've done? Yeah. It's just, I guess, some sort, some, some way, management skills, mm. which you've learned over time. Um, you do that when yeah. it came to Singapore, and I started. Okay, who was going to hire me? Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, if I had gone like how Singapore now, the government, you know, gives you money yeah. to go and, you know, improve your skills, what right. they call it, skills future, yeah. or whatever. Um, that is a wonderful thing that the Singapore government is doing. So every woman should you know, try to participate in that. But, okay, so I said, fine, help Jay in the business. Mm. And whatever it is that you can do, I can drive a car, fine, I can run errands for you, I can do deliveries, pickups, whatever. Mm. I could do GST, I could do payroll, I could, you know, type out letters, I could, there were a lot of different things that you could do. You would start somewhere, let's start here. Yeah. So, yeah. it's just yeah. that women need to get that opportunity and, yeah. want to do something right and I think this is also uh, I think it's circumstantial it's individual 
in this case it made sense to you know kind of work in this arrangement in in other cases it makes sense perhaps for both both partners to have jobs that look very similar while in some cases there are partners who choose to be a stay stay at home parent but i uh, again i think just coming back to not missing different kinds of value and not being too i think we we're, we're too myopic in the way that we applaud and acknowledge and all of that i think it's financial success career success while value could be equally being created by raising beautiful kids and you know kids need time and nurturing and if a parent might choose to do that i feel like we cannot omit that value creation and i feel mm-hmm. we need to start acknowledging different kinds of value and not just you know a certain kind so yeah just uh, wanted to kind of bring that into perspective mona how how has it been now now that you all have been through this journey together and the success was realized what's your professional path now are you pursuing anything well i went through this phase of first with interior design then you know retail sales then coming to singapore doing frontier technologies and uh then i went to this patch where i concentrated a lot on uh, social work uh with gramshree in uh, amdavad which was a wonderful um uh, very um satisfying um period and along the way then i was also doing um i started on my wellness journey with young living right uh it started with just healing myself from the respiratory issues that i constantly suffered from and i realized that it wasn't just me there are loads and loads and loads of people here in singapore that suffer from the same thing yeah. it's it's just that we have it in the air here and so people just need to understand that and uh, i'm happy to you know assist them uh, it's very satisfying yeah. when um, i help others and so now that has become a business for me so yeah. you know it's like i've gone from one you know yeah sphere to another and uh, so this is what i do now literally 24/7 i mean i get up in the middle of the night to answer questions for people yeah. because my members and my team are across the globe yeah and uh, so it usually happens that when you have an emergency yeah. all rationale just kind of like goes out of your head and you stumble and you really don't know what you need to do right so at that point in time i tell people okay don't sit and guess yeah message me that's what i find keeps me busy all right. the time i did realize in between that um sometimes that if i got too caught up in that um i was missing out on other things like travel and um uh, just you know going away for a while mm-hmm. and um so now i've learned how to you know manage that manage. Yeah, and do you see and, and in a way tables have turned now perhaps there's there's more time uh, that the family tends to have and then now you're busy with what you do you know do you see that playing out differently now how do you see that happening do you have that support well yes and no well i would definitely like more support Yes, they are okay with it that uh you know sometimes like not some like earlier my kids used to say that they would call me the woodwitch you know like 
they would tell the friends, don't say anything is wrong with you in front of my mom, otherwise she will come back with an oil and say, here, use this or drink this. So they themselves have joined me in the journey. Uh, they've, uh, it took me a lot of convincing, uh, but they have now understood the, the good of the Young Living products. Um, but having said that, when I ask them for help in my business, um, they're like, go figure it out yourself, do this. Uh, and I'm like, I'm not good with tech. Mm. But if you could help me, no. So I learned Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all of that on my own. Um, PowerPoint, I'm still struggling. Now I'm struggling with Canva because I was told that that's the way to go, um, you know, with uh, making slides and things like that. I guess I'll figure it out one of these days. But yes, it would really be nice if they reached out and helped. Yeah. Um, I guess Jay always thinks, but you know, you don't, you only earn peanuts, so why do you, you know, stress over it? And I'm like, whatever it is, it is satisfying. You're helping people, and that is what I'm looking at. You know, I'm, I, it doesn't have to be a high-paying job or a business or whatever. It's never going to be have you know returns like what he has, but it's a satisfaction that I'm enjoying and I like and I care for. So whether you want to call it, I mean, I look at it that, okay, if, it, if he helped, I would say, okay, we would be working towards couple goals as well, right? Um, doesn't just necessarily mean that, okay, you're helping with me, with me I mean, helping me with my business, yeah. but, you know, we're working, doing this together. Yeah. And that would be nice. Yeah, absolutely. And no, thank you for putting this out. Uh, takes me back to what I should be doing and how I could have, you know, perhaps leaned in with uh, with my parents, with my mother, and uh, we tend to take certain relationships for granted as well. And uh, I think at times it becomes important to start really tuning into people who are closest to us and their needs and uh, you know what they care for, like you said. And yeah, you, you gave your time and uh, I guess mothers do that. You give your time, energy, effort and then you know when it's time to kind of receive, uh, it happens. I think everybody else gets busy in their own lives and uh, we really need to come back uh, to, to tune into this a lot more. So thank you for putting it out. Yeah. If you think about it, when my parents were older, of course both have passed on now, mm. but what do your parents at that age want, yeah. right? Just spend some time with them. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to indulge them with gifts and things like that. That's not what they're looking for because they have now reached a level where they've got everything that they want yeah. and they can get what they want on their own. They don't need you to buy it for them. Yeah. They just want your time. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Companionship. That's it. So it doesn't hurt. Thank you so much, Mona. That beautifully sums up. But to wrap up, uh, Mona, if you could share with me if there's anything that you'd like to have changed in your granddaughter's generation for women. I would say, yes, education is important, mm -hmm. but definitely 
find your what are you good at find that and explore that at an early age don't wait till you know you're 40 50 you've got this corporate job and then you say oh my gosh i'm still like but like how jay is you know exploring his singing now right mm-hmm. so there are others who you know want to i don't know maybe paint draw yeah. learn to skate learn to swim uh, there are a lot of different things learn to dance there's so much out there that people would have liked to do at an early age but yeah. didn't do it. Play sports, people are learning golf at a much later age mm-hmm. these days. And then there are others who are blessed where, you know, they had the opportunity to do it at a much younger age. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and do that. But yes, definitely find what you enjoy. Yeah. Um, you have to be financially independent, mm-hmm. whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. You have to carve out some form of work that you can do because Mm. the new generation today is not the kind where what we were at where your marriage was there for keeps and that was it whatever it took to make it work you made it work but in the new generation it's like okay i don't need to put up with your crap i'm gone yeah bye bye so at that point in time, what do you do then? Yeah, absolutely. So they need to learn that. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective, your time and your life. Thank you, Mona. Most welcome. Take care.